Podiums, an audio exploration of climbing World Cups from previous years and previous eras. I'm your host, John Bergman. I'm glad you're here. Let's talk some comp climbing. Thanks for joining me again on Past Podiums. It's nice to have you here and be together for some retro comp climbing action. Today's episode covers the final round of the third World Cup event of the IFSC's 2014 season. This one took place in Grindelwald, Switzerland. So we are nestled comfortably in the Alps on May 11th, 2014. To start things off, we see Daniel Finn. He's standing there. He's in front of, there's a nice snow-capped mountain behind him. And he gets us all caught up. He talks about how Slovenia's Jerene Kruder had a really powerful semifinal round. So immediately we're given this big name to watch here in the finals in Jerene Kruder. Then Daniel Finn plugs some of the names, the big standouts from the women's semifinal round. So he mentions Shauna Coxie, Anna Storr, Julie Verm, Akuna Gucci. It's like basically our mainstay um, quartet of, of some of the past World Cups from this era. And then a bit after that, we get the, the full rundown of the finalists, the six men and the six women. So here we go. We'll go through them. In the women's division, it is those four that we just listed. Shauna Coxie of Great Britain, Julie Verm of Germany, Akio Noguchi of Japan, and Anna Storr of Austria, along with Alex Puccio, another mainstay name in these finals, and Rebecca Stotz. That's definitely a new name for, for us here on the podcast. She's uh, from Switzerland, so she's kind of got the, the crowd behind her a little bit. In the men's division, it is indeed Yerne Kruder of Slovenia, along with Rei Sugimoto of Japan, Jan Hoyer of Germany, Kilian Fischuber of Austria, Sukuru Hori of Japan, and Dmitry Sherefutnov of Russia. Those are your six finalists in the men's division. Most of them are kind of some mainstay names. There's like Sukuru Hori we saw in 2013, so he's making a return to the finals here in 2014. But right after we get those, the finalists listed, there is a huge development that Daniel Finn explains to us. So apparently there's this like last minute shakeup to the men's finalists because Yerne Kruder didn't make it into isolation in time right before the start of this, this final round. He was six minutes late. So he basically gets disqualified. His his name will remain on the finals list, but he won't get to climb anything. So it's a, a just a jaw dropper here, a total shock, and and obviously really unfortunate. But uh, those are the rules. So I we got to continue. It's just uh, it's an unfortunate tone early to to set for this competition. But anyway. Uh, Sean McCall then comes in to join Daniel Finn on commentary, and we switch to some pre-recorded comments for, from Loren Laporte, who was the chief route setter for this event. And he he talks a little bit about 
a one of the boulders. He calls it the quote skate problem, and he says it requires some coordinated hand and footwork, kind of hands and and feet working and moving at the same time. So this is important. This is early days for that phrase quote skate style or whatever you want to call it to describe the modern comp style of route setting the coordination uh significantly dynamic style of of route setting this is this is loren laporte going on record using that that moniker skate and then he also says that one of the boulders has bad holds which i just wrote that down because i i liked his blunt honesty there it's like here is one of the best, most credentialed route setters in the entire world, and he's just describing holds by saying, yeah, that's that's a pretty bad hold. That's that's cool. Um, And then the finalists come out. They get to observe each boulder. We're back to the live stream here, obviously. We're done with the pre-recorded comments. So the athletes can preview the boulders for a couple minutes, and and then we begin. So for starters, women's one has a, it's got a heel hook, opening and then it moves up to an overhanging section of panels it's memorable for having this little quirk where the competitors if they wanted to could use the starting hold of a different boulder there's this black prism volume they could use that as a foothold as they went the the tape that usually the black tape that usually separates you know women's one from women's two from women's three it doesn't go down all the way to include this little start hold. So for this boulder, if they wanted to, they can use that little start hold from a different boulder. They could use it as a foothold. Rebecca Stotz climbs first. She's illuminated by a spotlight. We're indoors and it's, it's darkened and we kind of see this glowing orb around here. It's really, really solid atmosphere. But she doesn't end up making too much progress on this boulder. She doesn't top it and looking ahead here to the rest of the comp she she does struggle on all of the boulders throughout this round but regardless making the finals here this this ends up being a career kind of high water mark for her and so just um tip of the hat to her much respect for sure um after her the boulder does get topped by most of the other women including it gets flashed by shauna coxie and julie verm Men's one is one of the most memorable World Cup boulders, I think, from years past because it entails the men sitting or or squatting, facing the crowd on this big green volume to start it. And and then they from there, they kind of perch up and and dyno to a big scoop. You if you go kind of down that rabbit hole of old World Cup photos, you might see images of, of this boulder. Rei Sugimoto is the only one who tops it, and interestingly, he actually s- decides to start facing the wall instead of facing outward like the rest of the competitors do, and that beta seems to work for him. So it's it's Rei Sugimoto taking an early lead here in the men's division. On to the second boulders. Women's two, it's these some crimps that go into an arete, and then there's a dyno to a pair of slopers. Alex Puccio has the heartbreak of this of this boulder and, and kind of this round. She's she's able to work through the crimps and get up to the arete and then kind of press leftward, and she 
goes all the way to close to the top, but she leaps for the top hold and she can't quite grab it. She doesn't, she doesn't secure that top, but the boulder does go topped by some other women, probably about half the field, including Shauna Coxie and Julie Verm. So they, Shauna and Julie maintain their lead here, but Anastor is, is in the mix as well. She tops it and is right there kind of putting the pressure on, on Shauna and Julie. On to men's two, it features a left-hand bump. There's kind of a pair of yellow brick type of holds. Um, so this left-hand bump gets them up, and then there's a pair of big cheetah volumes up top. A few of the guys cruise through this thing. Killian Fischuber flashes it. Uh, Jan Hoyer and Dmitry Sharifutinov top it in, in two attempts. But the big news here, Rei Sogimoto does not top this. So that initial firm grip that he had on the lead in the scores kind of it just starts to slip away a bit so we'll see we'll see what happens as the round goes on quick check of the standings Shauna Coxie, Anna Storr, and Julie Verm are a bit ahead in the women's division with uh, they each have two tops apiece Akio Noguchi who was in the conversation really early she's only topped one of the two boulders so far on that second boulder she couldn't even get she couldn't even get to the bonus, so that really like kind of trickles her a little farther down the, the scorecards. In the men's division, Killian Fischuber, he's uh, kind of snatched that lead away from Ray Sugimoto, so we'll see what happens here on the remainders. Women's 3 has this hard cross to what Sean McCall on commentary calls a, a quote, teardrop hold. It's kind of this pear-shaped sloper. Akio Noguchi flashes it, but um, again, you we see her do that, and it, you just keep thinking back to her getting totally shut down on that on that second boulder, and so it just feels like not even being able to get a bonus on that second one it just put her in such a hole. It seems like even with topping this this third boulder, Akio has such an arduous task to try and come back especially because several of the other women seem to be climbing so well. And to that point, then Shauna Coxie and um, Anna Storr also, also flashed this boulder. Men's three is a, it's got this like delicate kind of reachy dance up some jibs. And it's, it's pretty barren for most of the way. But then at the top, there's this really clutch, heel hook on some volumes that the competitors can lock in for a little bit of stability. And once they're secure with that heel hook, it frees up their hands and they can lean over and just just put their fingertips on a tiny a tiny top hold. Jan Hoyer, Killian Fischuber, and Dmitry Sharifutinov are among the tops of this one. So it's kind of looking like their competi- competition or their podium to lose, the three of them, Jan, Killian, and Dmitry, really really still leading. So it goes down to the wire. Uh, men's four, it's a pinchy boulder with a, it's got a nice, actually a crack that's created by two volumes being being put together. It's not the type of crack where you have to do a hand jam or anything like that. We just see some pretty precise finger placement into, into it and, and out of it. Jan Hoyer flashes it to really stamp a phenomenal second half of the round for him here. 
Dmitry Sherapoutinov gets to the top in three tries, and the rest of the men don't top it. Lastly, women's four, it kind of entails leading with the feet. It's It goes into this roof. You kind of traverse the roof, and then you have to get up and over the lip. And there is some some funky math at play here in terms of Shauna Coxie and Anna Storr's scores, especially once Anna Storr comes out and tops this thing in, in just a couple of attempts. And so uh, Daniel Finn's got a great commentary line here. He says, Shauna, 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 Anna Storr is calling you out. It's just a good little bit of narration, a little bit of editorializing there from Daniel Finn. And it's kind of a little deja vu from from the Baku World Cup that we that we just talked about. But here's how it how it works. Shauna has to top this thing in five attempts or less if she wants to win gold. Um, but all of that is only if she flashes to the bonus hold, meaning if she gets to the bonus hold on her first try. And, and so it's kind of fun hearing Daniel Finn and Sean McCall try to kind of sort out all the different scenarios on commentary. Oh, what if she doesn't flash to the bonus? How many attempts? What is she? And, you know, they're, so they're kind of like trying to loop in how many total bonus holds Anna Store had throughout the round, how many total bonus holds Sean Coxie had throughout the round. Like I said, funky math. But, uh, but one of the beta highlights is, so Shauna comes out and she starts climbing it and then she throws her, her head, she, she puts her head into a head jam, I guess. Uh, they call it on commentary a head jam against one of the volumes. It's really more like a head press, I suppose. Um, but she does that for stability. She ends up falling. She hops on again. She takes a couple of tries to get over the roof and onto the overhang. That seems to be kind of the the big crux for her. But finally, Shauna does reach the top of this thing. And so maybe that's a little bit of redemption from the way the Baku World Cup ended so so unfortunately. And uh, so Shauna gets the victory. The podiums in Grindelwald end up being as follows. The women's division, as we just said, Shauna Coxie takes the gold. This is her first ever gold on the World Cup circuit. So a, what a historic occasion here. Anna Storr settles for the silver medal, and Julie Verm takes the bronze. The men's division, Jan Hoyer takes the gold. This is his second gold so far in 2014. So um, put a little check mark by his name, see if he can uh, see if he can amass any other golds as the season goes along. Silver medal goes to Dmitry Sherfutnov, and the bronze medal goes to Kylian Fischhuber. Highlights, parting thoughts, all that stuff. I always kind of think there are two main components to this Grindelwald competition. First, it has major historical significance because it officially puts Shauna Coxie in that gold medalist club. Secondly, you definitely don't want to take anything away from Jan Hoyer. All credit is due to him because he put together a stellar final round, especially on the, the last few boulders. However, you just can't get away from the fact that there's this lingering what-if aspect to this to this competition with Yerne Kruder 
having been in such a high standing, leading the pack, heading out of the semifinals, and and seeming to be in top form, and then just not even getting to climb in the finals. So uh, we're just left kind of wondering, oh, if Yerne Kruder had, had been there, had been able to climb in this thing, would things have been different? And we'll never know. It's it's fun to sit around and think about that, but ultimately it's a, it's something that will never get answered. Um, so that closes the chapter on, on this one, Grindelwald 2014. We'll be back soon for another episode and another final round on past podiums. Real quick before we get out of here, thanks again for listening. Also, thanks to Audio Coffee for doing the music. And if you want to go back and watch the round that we just talked about, you can find it on the International Federation of Sport Climbing YouTube channel. See you next time.